You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. That's right, we're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening is at Fantasy underscore Will, Will the Thrill Greenwood. Supporting the guns tonight with the tank, man. Got the, the old school Kevin Garnett jersey on. Uh, I was vacuuming before the podcast, and it's also warm here in Minneapolis, so I had to wear clothing that fit the job. I am, Ryan, it, we are into the early start of Dynasty Rookie Drafts. And it is, uh, it is so, I shouldn't even say Dynasty Rookie Drafts. I mean, there no, uh, <laughs> no, no redraft league has a rookie draft separate, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to cut back on is life. Be because fun. again, one of my pet peeves is when people say, uh, you know, this person does this at the wide receiver position. Uh, they are, their positions are assigned in all of our, in, <laughs> in all of fantasy. And if you say wide receiver position, that is you're restating the thing twice. Right. Yeah. Um, we're tonight. Well, on the show, we're going to talk about kind of like, ra- like personal risers and fallers, I think guys that you know, maybe going into our initial rookie drafts, we weren't as high on that we were starting to get higher on. And then guys that were more lowering and, and, and also any observations we see from our rookie drafts. I'm going to share a lot of that stuff that we discussed on the Patreon show in terms of observations. So if you're not checking this out on Patreon, that's patreon.com. And we've got a lot of new supporters and we crank out an exclusive Patreon episode. Try to do it every other week. We've, we've been a little bit lax recently, but we, we got a new one this week. So it's, it's, a, it's a good one too. So where do you, you want to kick it off? Well, I mean, what, like, do you want to, any observations you want to share? Do you want to talk about like some risers and spoilers for you? Where, where do you want to start? Uh, so big riser in my book is, is Tyrion Davis price, uh, third round running back going to the Niners. Uh, that, that LSU rushing offense is, is tough to uh, quantify. I, I don't understand exactly what his college dominator is, uh, what they use for running backs uh, because in his best season, uh, he had, you know, 66% of the yards. Uh, he had 66% of the touchdowns uh, on the ground for the team. It's a, uh, they just didn't rush for a lot of yards. They didn't rush the ball all that many times compared to the rest of the, I think the college football landscape. And even if they were close to that, their yards per carry was much lower for what you expect from a college team. Uh, their passing offense took a significant dip after Keishon Butte was out for the season with an injury. And uh, he did everything he could uh, coming out. I think that, you know, he, I just, he was, he was a high recruit. Uh, he was there. I, I don't think he was a big, like he wasn't part of that team that won the national championship, but he's been, I don't know. He's been productive in what is a, a woefully bad rushing offense in the, you know, uh, in the, Oh, sorry, with the LSU, I had the wrong tab pulled up, Ryan. That's why I started over it. I had, I had Kishan Butte pulled up and not Tyrion Davis Price for oh. his his. He, so he was part of that national championship. I was going to say I he thought was he was. Yeah, team. Right. I remember right. watching. That's why I said that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think that his skill set coming out, and I've I've watched you know some film on him now, and tried to watch a lot of his plays. Uh, he's a his stick his foot in the ground runner, and that's what the Niners love. Uh, and want, and he's just a, he's a bigger back compared to uh, what they have now. And I think, I think could mess with that offense very, very, very nicely. 
And right now he's super cheap. So yeah, I'm moving up on him because analytics wise, uh, a third round drafted running back has a better chance of hitting than anybody else behind him, regardless of their production in college. And he lands on a team where they don't care what the name is on the back of the Jersey for running back. Yeah. Well said. And, and we've talked about this on boxer um, as well, that Davis price is a guy I am definitely rising on. And for all, for all the reasons you, you said, I, I mean, I, I think he's a pretty good athlete. Um, you know, he's, 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 you know, I guess the combine he was two eleven, and he was bigger in college, but um, he's certainly fast enough. I think he ran a four or five. Uh, I, I don't uh, four, four, eight of the combine. So yeah, I, I mean, I think you've got the draft capital. He's athletic enough and he ended up in a great landing spot, the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, are you really buying into Elijah Mitchell as their, you know, running back one? I, I think you're absolutely right. Cause we're just, we're just sleeping on him. I mean, he's going what like late second round and a lot of like rookie drafts. Like I, I, I look at the foot clan league that we were in. He went, I think at the two 12, um, yeah, a single quarterback in a super flex. So, I picked him up to the three Oh three. Right. Yeah, another auction I'm in. He was like probably the 25th guy off the board. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, so the, you don't have to pay a lot to get uh, Davis Price. And, and he's a guy that could be a real nice piece. Um, yeah, and even if he could just, let's say, he just gets an opportunity in season, let's say Mitchell goes down ahead of him and, and, you know, he gets a couple of starts and puts up some big games. I think you'll be able to sell him, you know, for, you know, 2020. Uh, three second round pick probably if that happens at least right so yeah I, I i love this call because i feel like he's just being totally overlooked and disrespected in in drafts so far yeah and he comes out he's an early declare uh and 21 has, years old yeah yeah it's he has a lot of things that we really look for in rookies that we want to pick up for high upside uh, he doesn't have pass catching chops from college and yeah, that's the downside. Uh, the whole LSU receiver core, when you look at just like total receptions, was, I mean, it was just not great overall. There was there wasn't like a running back that that out caught him. Uh, there was a mismatch of wide receivers overall with you know maybe more receptions. It just wasn't a part of their offense. And yeah, they threw for thirty two touchdowns as a team, which is a bad number, but they were bad. They were a really bad team last year. Uh, that's why Ed Ogeron is out, and now they have. Uh, Brian Kelly. Yeah. So long story short, the more I looked into Tyrion Davis price, the higher I am rising on him just with his fit and where he's going to. And then on top of that, uh, if you look at, you know, sites that do a a lot more, like they spend so much more time really digging into the analytics of what's going to be a hit in the NFL. And what sticks out here is on PFF. Uh, he fits in their tier three, but he's the he's the fourth running back uh, in their like percentile hit score overall. So on there you have Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker second, James Cook is third, and then it's 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 Davis Price. It's Tyr- I'm just gonna call him Tyrion. It's little old Tyrion uh, sitting right there. And for that type of profile and capital and potential, slipping that far in drafts, that's my biggest upside pick. And I'm very excited to draft him. And I've gotten more excited as I've looked more and more into him. He really wasn't on my radar going into rookie drafts and I'm kicking myself for it. I should have known more about him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel the same way. I, in, in that lead in foot clan dynasty that we're both in, 
I just couldn't pass on David Bell at the 211 because he's he slid down to the 211. But man, if uh, this would have been a, a nice consolation prize, and I'm not, I'm not so sure that I didn't make the um, I made I made a mistake. Will in that draft, I definitely might have made a mistake. So. Um, but, um, his, his 10 yard splits right in line. It's slightly faster than James cook. Uh, it's behind Kenneth Walker, but it, it, we're talking like it's uh, I don't know. I, I can talk. I'm talking myself into him quite a bit more as we move along, especially for the price. Right. I mean, we're, we're not saying take him at the one Oh seven. What, you know, we're t- talking about like, you know, second round. So you probably can, you know, worst case scenario, get him in the middle of the second round. Right. So no, I, I think it's a, it's a great call. So I am going to, um, Kind of, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this player because we spent a lot of time on him last week with Jake. But uh, the obvious one for me is Sky Moore. Will I, I've I've dug in. You know, I I got to you know, thinking thinking about Sky Moore after the last episode about we we kind of the argument like Sky Moore or Christian Watson. At least Jake and I did. And you know, there's when you look at Sky Moore, what's not to like, right? Um, and and I think in my head, I was thinking like, oh, he went to Kansas City. Now everyone's going to like overdraft him. And that might be happening in some rookie drafts. But I think there's a reason people are excited about him beyond maybe for a lot of people, it's just landing spot in Kansas City. But you dig in and, and look at him, just his production in college. Well, what matters with wide receivers is production. You know, his final season, 39.5% target share, which ranks the 99th percentile per player profiler. Um 90th percentile college dominator rating. Um, yeah, downside, he went to a small school, Western Michigan, kind of one of the knocks against Christian Watson. But, you know, if you look at Moore's age and um, just production and, and landing spot, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a nice consolation prize if you, you know, get outside of those, um, those, you know, kind of top five wide receivers we like and the running backs. If he's there at the 108 or 109, um, I think you got to feel pretty good about it if that's what you decide to go. Yeah. He did tweak a hamstring. So he didn't participate in rookie mini camp. Duh, duh, duh. That yeah. matters for everything. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't love that. So but. Sky Moore is an early declare too, coming out of a non power five basically coming out of a, a nothing college school when it comes to uh, what we look for in like who you're playing against. And uh, though that even that in being drafted in the second round, that profile fits with a lot of very, very successful wide receivers. Uh, I love that he came out early uh, is an early declare and I love his landing spot. I do. So in sky sky Moore is to me, again, one of those second round wide receivers I'm putting ahead of Jahan Dotson, that first round wide receiver. Like Absolutely. That, like if Jahan, if, if Dotson, I'm just gonna say if Dotson hits, uh, I'm, I'm just going to look like a fool, I guess in my rookie drafts overall, because I'm going to let him slip versus many of these second wide receivers. Like I'm taking Pickens, uh, Sky Moore, Christian Watson uh, over him. And then well, even there, like I'm, 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 you know, I'm taking James Cook over Dotson. No, me too. I think though, like the, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> like that. Like what, what line in the sand are you drawing? But that's, a, that's about it. And th- that's another guy. If you don't want me doing two in a row, cause it, it's a good transition. Cause you brought up James Cook. This is a guy that I think I'm rising on, Will, and I I, I want to know your take on James Cook because I feel like, and, and I think he's maybe one of those guys that, that where he's going to go is going to go all over the place because I think about the scarcity of the running back position this year, and I think people will see him as, as like a clear running back three in this class, and maybe they 
Uh, some people might overreach for him just based on need. They need running backs, which I think probably is a mistake if you're taking James Cook over, say, Sky Moore, for example. But um, but I think I'm rising on him now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, like if, if I can't get Sky Moore, you know, he's, he, maybe he's the guy to go. Should I take him over, you know, Christian Watson, for example? Um, so what's your take on James Cook? Yeah, one, uh, go and listen to Matt Waldman or his rookie, rookie scouting portfolio, which get James Cooks and talks about him as a pass catcher. Uh, He's definitely a I pass that, catcher, which is exciting. Well, right? I, th- I think that just fits into like how the, the Buffalo Bills intend to use him. A se- the second round draft capital they use on him is very important to a team that is built the way they are. Uh, I think that matters quite a bit uh, in this scenario. And it's been a, it's been tough in rookie drafts so far because I've been at like a precipice of of like am I reaching for James Cook or am I taking a different player? And when I've taken a different player, I found that Ryan, I am regretting it. I think the running back on the Buffalo Bills has been such a mess uh, these past years, but that can sort itself out with one player that can take over. Do it like James Cook is not going to be you know a three hundred carry running back, but that's not what you want out of him anyway. Uh, he is, is versatile, can run in between the tackles, can run outside, uh, can run crisp wide receiver routes. And I think, again, in that offense, if you can do everything, you will fit in very, very nicely. And with the running back stable, I mean, the ideal for, I think, Buffalo is for Josh Allen to run less in the future because he's, you know, one hit away from being knocked out for the rest of the game, uh, if not further. So long story short, uh, I think I, I haven't – I like – Going into rookie drafts, I have not put enough stock on the franchise that is Buffalo, where they took him, and how he fits into that offense. And, you know, I wish I, I wish I would have taken him in more places. I think yeah. he's like right. On, I think he's right on that that precipice of, uh, you know, that I don't know, like thirteenth overall pick in your rookie draft. Yeah, how, I mean, you you think it's too early to take him, like late in the first round? Uh. It's so as you run as you run through everything. Uh, no, I think like the one eleven is probably a good spot. What about and I you're see, talking about you're talking about superflex? What about yeah, like super, a one Q what what one QB league? You move him up a couple spots there. Yeah, so you basically just move out uh Kenny Pickett. So the one ten ish. Yeah. I like and I actually I like I, I don't blame or I'm not like astounded if people like reach uh, further than that to get James Cook. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I get that he's older coming out. And he was at Georgia for four years. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of rushing attempts on his profile. And so there's not as many as much film. They ran, you know, they had a really great offensive line on that team. They're a very dominant team. But long story short, uh, buy into the, the the draft capital of the team he went to, his athletic miserables. And on top of that, the, uh, you know, the, the, those pantaloons he's wearing. Those jeans. Yeah, I mean, trying to find knocks on him. Um, he, he maybe people don't like love the landing spot in Buffalo. He's he's not, you know, it would be nice if he was a little bit bigger. You know, he came, came in at 199, but I, I, I'm not that worried about that. I, I, I kind of feel, Will, that that perspective on size, we, we, we've seen some, like several guys now that have kind of um, – I don't know if that's that's an outlier thing anymore, right? Because it used to be like you know, you but one backs two ten to two twenty, and I think we see a lot of guys like one ninety that are putting up some big fancy numbers. So, yeah, I feel like two hundred is kind of the one ninety is tough. No, he's one ninety nine. 
199 is where he came Yeah, out. yeah. But like the, the 200, like metric, like who's under 200 that's putting up numbers? Because didn't like McCaffrey came in at like 210, right? In the at the combine. Uh, see, I don't remember. Um, but uh, it, it's it's not. The, the thing is, I, like, I, if he, he, he like, he, I don't know. There, there's so much that goes into weight, too, and how many pounds you could put on or take off. Maybe he was just trying to run as fast as 40 and didn't worry about the weight, and he'll bulk up a little bit and be a little bit slower, which is totally fine with me. It's, uh, yeah, I, I was specifically thinking of a guy like Austin Eckler, who is, you know, pretty small. I, I guess he's 195. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I get, I, that's probably it, the it, very bottom of where you want to be. And Eckler's like a one of one. He is. Like, he's, like he is an outlier. Like, he is an outlier. Yeah, like the definition of an outlier. Because uh, he was undrafted, right? Or like a sixth-round pick out of uh, Western so. Colorado. And he's older and finally booming. But uh, he's a workout junkie. And from every from every interview I've ever heard from him, seems like a pretty awesome dude. But uh, yeah, anyway, so James Cook is like, again, it's that running back. Like, So here's where it comes down to, right? Is, is in a rookie draft – even as we're going through this wide receiver tier, I feel like I have, you know, I've put all this stuff together and listened to so many things and have Jake's rankings. I've been doing my rankings. And at the end of the day, I will be way more upset if I miss on a running back by taking what I see as a better value pick at wide receiver than I will. If I miss on that wide receiver, taking a running back at that spot, because again, running backs are just so hard to acquire in their youth. If James cook, you know, even if he has, let's say, like 600 yards uh, rushing and 300 yards receiving his rookie season, he plays, you know, not the full complement of snaps, but starts to look like he's really integrating in that offense. We're going to be going absolutely nuts for James Cook next year. Yeah, you're absolutely right, for sure. Um, I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, just the idea of, you know, passing up on a running back with his potential to take you know, even a wide receiver, I'm excited about it. it yeah, I, I, you're right. In terms of the, the regret scale, you're definitely going to regret on passing on, on Cook versus that wide receiver. So, okay. Um, who, who's next on your list in terms of guys you're either rising on or falling on? Uh, one small? guy that is still constantly falling in rookie drafts that I haven't been able to convince myself to take, I guess, quite, quite yet, is I still really like Wandale Robinson. Uh, his production profile and draft capital going to the Giants. That it's it sucks because that landing spot is such a mess. Uh, we do want like the new regime that they've brought in. We should have more faith in that they're going to do things correctly moving forward. And Wanda, Wanda Robinson, I guess the best way to describe him is he's an absolute dog. That dude is amazing at football, uh, and he's undersized, shorter arms. He he doesn't fit into the nutshell that we want uh, our wide receiver prospects to fit into minus the production and then he gets second round draft capital but to a team again that we don't trust and he's slipping further and further so i took like Tyrion davis price over wandale robinson and he went the next pick and i was still thinking in my head like oh what am i like i I kind of feel bad about that now i kind of feel bad about that now but uh it's it's that he's like one of those cheaper guys in drafts that i think in the that you know, middle, early third round, if he's fallen that far, it's cheap enough to trade up and grab him where his upside is absolutely worth it. Yeah. I, I think I, I like the argument you made, although with me, I, I am terrified of his size. And I think that's why he's slipping so far. Right. It's just that, you know, you just don't see guys his size typically, um, you know, become big producers. And I, I know that's especially the wide receiver position. 
that's starting to, to change more and more. Um, but yeah, but I will say about this, you said a team we don't trust. Remember that Giants regime is completely new. So it's definitely a question mark. I, I promise you the Giants draft was better than the Chicago Bears draft. So yeah, it's hard. Um, it's hard to get over that bias though. I mean, the, the Jets regime has been, at least the coaching staff has been new a few times in our lifetime and hasn't really worked out overall. Uh, and I think by default, we should um, trust that, you know, the, the one constant is the ownership. And if you don't trust the ownership, then why are you going to trust their new hire? Um, and I think the Giants ownership has been maybe not as bad as the McCaskies in Chicago, but both both ownership groups have made some, you know, these teams, Giants and the Bears have, have you know, both proud franchises have both been bad for a while, if you think about it, right? I'm trying to think of the last time the Giants were, were any good. Um, and the same with the Bears. I mean, I mean, maybe they had a little bit flash success, but um, yeah, I'm with you. Now, now, now I'm starting to definitely talk myself out of out of taking them because I, yeah, I don't trust the, the Giants, but. Um, in, in my in my future rookie drafts, I will get I will get some pieces of, of Wandale in my life. I need it, and I would. That's a wide receiver prospect that I would hate to miss out on. Uh, the cost of the you know the Sky Moore and Christian Watson and the other second round receivers is much higher. And according to PFF's model, uh, Wandale fits just behind. So he is behind like the Sky Moore uh, and the other first round wide receivers besides Jahan, Jahan Dotson, but he's slated right in there. With Dotson, Watson, it's Wandale and Jalen Tobert. So basically, they're putting him at, you know, wide receiver. Let's see here. Uh, wide receiver eight uh, overall. And I, I think that, like, it's he's a, he's a good enough player to take a bet on that he can, like, have, you know, start to produce for your fantasy team. And if he flames out, again, his cost isn't going to be very high. So you're not taking a big risk. Uh, maybe if you are looking at the board and there's other running backs there like that, I don't know. I just, I, I want some, I need some Wandale in my life, Ryan. So that's another, that's a wide receiver that I am rising on. And I'm looking well at some drafts and this auction that I was involved with. And like Justin Ross is consistently going above um, Wandale, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. But he was like, the 11th pick in the second round. <laughs> like it's, I, I know that, I mean, that makes no sense. Like you can make the argument to, to draft a lot of guys before him, but like the, uh, and I know Justin Ross, I know we were excited about him. I know he did this freshman year, but the fact he didn't get drafted, we can't uh, you just, the, the, I don't teams know something. They've seen his medicals. They're worried. Okay. They're, I don't know. But I also think that this year provides a lot, like, you know, you saw the, you saw the Patriots reach so high for a wide receiver like because Thornton went in the second round too right so it's yes. put like a sour taste in our mouth about draft capital overall yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah and there were some real questionable you know I mean picks in the second and third round if you want to talk about the Bears pick you know the um uh Jones out of Tennessee it just yeah there, it yeah it's it's weird and, and last year I think about some wide receivers that were taken early like um uh Dwayne Eskridge, right for for Seattle, and maybe he could still do something. But the, you know. ba- the Bears not taking David Bell is is it is astounding. I just it's, uh, the Valus Jones pick might be one of the worst day two picks uh, we've seen in a long time. But that also awful. fits that fits in with Taekwon Thornton. Taekwon Thornton's a horrible second round pick. I agree. When you look at what they're doing, 
but everybody's going to believe in the, the Patriots draft class, but they're both the, that and strange in the first round. Like, you know, there is a, there is a potential and I almost hate saying it, that maybe they don't know what they're doing in the draft. What? <laughs> yeah. Sony Michelle, horrible pick. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The Patriots have made some, some really bad. Yeah. Picks over the past several years. Okay. Um, other guys on your on your list, Rogers or Fallers? Uh, so Fallers to me in general, compared to pre-draft and where they're going, is I'm I'm probably not going to take Rashad White at his cost right now. It's just a little bit too high, and to be able to trade up and get into that spot, um, oh, I agree. It's he's going, you know, he's he's basically a lot of times going ahead of uh, James Cook or in that James Cook range, and I just don't. Like that's an easy slam dunk to me for James Cook, uh, yeah. where he's going. Yeah, when we, we we should learn. We we've had a, a couple of recent, relatively recent examples of Tampa Bay running backs, and if if you drafted them, those picks did not work out for you, right? Um, we've got Rojo. We've got I blocked his name out of my mind. He's the guy that people way over drafted a couple of years ago. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. So, and and if you look closely at White. Um, his, you know, um, I, I guess he, what he's, he, he does have that, you know, he, he is around three. So he's got that, he's a day two pick, but he, he was not, um, one of the correlations you find, um, in the NFL with, you know, guys that are very successful running backs is that they're highly recruited out of high school, right? Four or five star recruits. This guy was barely recruited, um, what is he? I think he's 23 going into the league. It's just, I, I don't know. I, 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 other than landing spot and, and I guess the fact he's a day two pick, I, I just, everything else doesn't look good on him for me. Yeah. What, what sucks for Rashad White, I feel like in general is a person is he was a, he was a Juco guy. So there was something wrong, you know, going into college and he had to take a different path. Uh, and his Juco seasons led to him going to Arizona state in 2020. There's never a worse year to go to a PAC 12 school and try to show out than 2020. So he has to stay an extra year because they only played four games uh, in 2020. So he had very, very little opportunity to show Like he can't go to the draft after that. He'll go undrafted and be completely worthless. So staying at Arizona state and coming back as an older prospect, uh, he's done everything he can to show his skill set and moving forward, like, and it, like to be a pro. And I really, 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 want Rashad white to do well in the NFL. I think it makes it more fascinating for fantasy drafts for our whole, you know, dynasty uh, researching moving forward. He's a really fun prospect. His highlights are outstanding. He's big. He's got great hands and he runs well. So he fits all these boxes. It just is when we look at where he is in the draft and the team that he went to for this year, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily trust uh, his first year production with Tampa Bay with Tom back as quarterback, especially if he misses, you know, some pass blocking attempts or like they don't, they right. don't click. And I don't think we see that very, like there's not a lot of like great cases for that in the past. So again, older running back or sorry, older prospect coming out, going to that team. Uh, I, this is for running back early success. I, I'm not as excited as other people are. So I'm going to take, you know, the, the James cook over Rashad white, but uh, again, I'm probably taking I'm probably taking Rashad White over some of the wide receivers too. I just think that he's been he's been propelled too far up in rookie drafts where I've seen him gone. Where I'm 
I guess I, I'm just like, okay with missing out because I can't afford to move up to get him, or I've taken somebody else in front of him. I, I think it's well said. I I'm with you. It's not like I, I hate him as a prospect, but I, I just think too many other people have, have elevated him, you know, at least two, three, four spots higher than, than I would. I, I think that's the thing. And I, I'm with you, obviously I, I wish him no ill will. I hope he's successful because he could be, um, you know, successful in the league. The, it's interesting. Well, the final thought on, on um, white is that um, I was looking at Lance Zerline's um, analysis pre-draft of him. And one of his weaknesses is too inconsistent to be trusted with protection duties, which makes me a little bit nervous when you're talking about playing with Tom Brady, you know, that's, 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 you know, that will limit his time on the field if that's the case. Yeah. Play the, play the uh, Peyton Manning, uh, darn it, Donald clip right now. <laughs> so that's again, like, uh, the ceiling is, is high for him. Uh, you know, player profiler has comp to David Johnson, but, but David Johnson was a much more productive running back overall in college than Rashad white was. I get that his physical measurables are similar, but, uh, David Johnson was just a different dog. Uh, and again, going to an older running back who's a great pass catcher going to Bruce Arians kind of like still like led team. Right. Say. Right. Right. It all kind of fits the narrative order. we want. Like right. he, he fits into all these boxes and we're trying to shoehorn it in there. I just don't see with this, this, uh, this particular year, this particular year, Rashad white gaining a ton of value. And so that's why I'm just not as high. And I, I, I would just go uh, with James cook over him. And that's a very mini school thing, but I had Rashad White very high going into the pre-draft process, and yeah. now post-draft, and where I'm seeing where he's being taken, again, just not the. You know, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm okay with just waiting. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, probably the earliest I would take him would be, um, like early second round, I think. Um, yeah, the so. thing is, like, would you would you take him over Jahan Dotson? Like, it's like this I, Dotson line I, in drafts. Oh, I would. And I, I would. I take yeah. whatever Dotson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna make that bet. Yeah, I'm just not gonna with, with Dotson. I'm I'm just you know, and I I think he's a value where you because like he just gets he just falls, and I think he's a value wherever you end up getting him. I think um, you know, looking at Foot Clan for example, he went at the 205. I think that's tremendous value at the 205 in a one quarterback league for a guy with his profile. But if you you know you look closer at it, um, you know what's the quarterback situation like in in Washington? Um, like the next couple of years. So big question mark. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I trust that franchise. Um, I, I don't know. Just, just, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I guess I should be, I guess I should be higher on him, but I'm just not, you know, this is size. Just, I don't know. Just, yeah. I'm going to take him anymore. Yeah. I totally so, get it. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's the, I don't know. The I just have moved James Cook ahead of him, and I, I don't think I had that pre-draft. Yeah. Um, another guy to mention who actually I gave Jake credit for rising me on a player, and Will, I want to give you credit for this, and it's Isaiah Spiller. Um, the 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 more I you know think about him and, and look at him and um, the the player he was in college. Um, I, I, I think that, yes, it would have been great if he was a day two pick and had a day three pick, but he, he really is in a great situation with the Chargers and 
I think he's going to be their, their, you know, running back too. In fact, there's a little blurb that says he could land the running back two role. And Austin Eckler is getting older, even though he's a freak. We talked about him. Um, you know, it, it, as these guys get older, they start to break down. I, I think Eckler's going to turn 27 next week. Um, and he's, he's not this, this big guy that could take a lot of, a lot of damage. Right. So yeah, I, I think Spiller is, is, is pretty exciting. I mean, He's got to he's got to beat out Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree to, to be the, the running back two going into the year, and I think he could easily do that. And then anything can happen. So, well, I think he's a a, a much better prospect than either of those two were, and it's, I don't think it's relatively oh, yeah. close. Oh yeah, uh, of course. I think that he should like as as soon as his agent told him to run at their pro day, the forty, he should have fired him. Uh, it's the yeah. like the least. Like he was such a hot prospect coming in, and then we just kept falling, falling, falling. Uh, and then you actually had a really good team scoop him up in the fourth round. And I get that that draft capital does mean quite a bit when it comes to project like projection models for running backs. But uh, it's like Isaiah Spiller is a good football player, and yeah, he might not become the absolute alpha dog of a backfield that we wanted him to be going in like his Debbie profile shows. But the I just his draft capital has made him cheap enough to acquire where it's completely worth it. Yeah. Had, like, again, it's that, it's that see, Spiller's tough for me because with Spiller, it's like, do I want to take Spiller ahead of, you know, uh, George Pickens, uh, you know, Jahan Dotson, that, that I feel like the Dotson line is going to be what we're going to be talking about all year long, but <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a, uh, yeah. Cause all the, the, the Christian Watson sky Moore, uh, the other positional players uh, th- that that are going to fit ahead of him, and then Spiller's probably going to go, you know, right in that range. Uh, looking at the Superflex draft, let's see where Spiller went. Yeah, Spiller went two oh five, so that's like the yeah. So he went ahead of you know Zamir White, John Mechie, but behind somebody took Damian Pierce ahead of him. I would take Spiller over Pierce. Me too. But then you're looking at ahead of that is James Cook, Malik Willis, George Pixon. George Pickens and Jahan Dotson. Like, well, Malik Willis went ahead of him in a superflex league. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, 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 agree, I agree with that. I think Malik Willis's upside is still is still worth the risk of where you're taking him in the early second in this year's rookie draft. Yeah, I think that, and this is going to sound weird, um, but I think I'm going to have a decent amount of Malik Willis in the few one QB leagues I'm in, and probably not as much as a superflex. I think you probably have to overpay um but but what i like about if, if you've got a deep enough roster in one qb league is that you know he could he could he could be a monster right if he hits he's gonna hit big and like like quarterbacks obviously they make a difference in super flex but we forget sometimes i think well in one qb leagues that depending on the scoring you know if you've got one of those difference makers in the qb position that can that can really help you win a league you know um, I mean, you saw it like I keep referring to the foot clan league that you and I are both in. Um, I won the title last year um, or the, or not, not this, not, I guess it was two years ago because of Josh Allen. He carried me in the playoffs, right? He just dominated in the playoffs. So Malik could be one of those guys that could just put up monster numbers and, you know, one QB league, it costs pretty much nothing to get him. Um and, and probably in the 2QB league, though, where you can get him, it's probably still a tremendous value because of his just upside. I just think of Jalen Hurts, um, where he was fading, and and um, 
Willis is not as expensive as Hertz was, I don't think. Uh, I think he's going to a similar, similar range of where Hertz was, uh, that rookie draft. He was like an early second-round pick. Yeah, it's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to remember, obviously. It was a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And uh, again, like that's the yeah, the the Spiller like I'm, so Ryan, I've I've loved I've liked Spiller throughout the process. I haven't loved him. Love the landing spot. Again, like don't love the draft capital, but other people have loved Spiller more than I have. So that's yeah. the the problem yeah. you work with Jeff's again with acquiring him. It's just as you know, can, can I actually get him anywhere? Right. It's that we can we call that the Devi effect where guys that we've been talking about you know, in, in the, at least in the Debbie community for a couple of years now, at least that you, you find Justin Ross is a Debbie effect. Case right? Justin Ross, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these, these Debbie guys, this, they, they tend to get overdrafted in rookie drafts because we know the names and, you know, we heard at one point that, Oh, these guys are like, you know, top five Debbie guys and it doesn't always work out. Um, well, we should probably think about transitioning to the two minute warning, but before we do any other players you want to mention, Guys are rising on guys are falling. Uh, I was just thinking about this today. Uh, one of my offseason pickups was was Cordero Patterson. And I just don't feel like I've given myself enough pat on the back on that one. Minus all my misses. But the three offseason pickups this year were Cordero Patterson, uh, James Conner, and David Johnson. And I feel like two for three was a really great hit rate overall. It's going going back to last year. Yeah, in the yeah. offseason. So uh, stay tuned for the Will's deep dives uh, going into 2022. You know, Patterson might've been an interesting guy to acquire um, uh, before the NFL draft, right? Because um, like, like his, I mean, if you look at the Atlanta situation um, and I don't think uh, what's the guy that who who they drafted the running back. um, um, Tyler Algier. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't, I don't think he's a bad guy to, you know, pick up in, in your rookie drafts where he's going. I think he's probably a pretty smart pick if you look at the depth chart. But, um, and, and I know Patterson is what, you know, he's he's older player. There's some risk there, but, you know, if if, if you picked him up before the rookie drafts, because I think people his value kind of dipped after this season, um, you got to be pretty happy about that. Oh yeah, the thing is though, is that passing offense isn't going to be as good. It, it just, it, I mean, Matt Ryan's gone. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. They're definitely, it's good. It's going to be really interesting to see what they're as, as much as up. we want. We would love for Mariota to mimic the passing production that Matt Ryan can produce like game to game. It's just not going to be there. Yeah. Mar- Mariota, Mariota is, is okay at best. Like, you, I, and then behind yeah. that's Desmond Ritter, which is another inaccurate yeah. quarterback with wheels. And it just is a, I don't, I, I yeah, it's, it's hard. To, like if they aren't tanking for the future, you know, like one-on-one next year, I don't know what they're doing. Well, how about this? Is there a world where he could be like uh, a second coming of Ryan Tannehill when Tannehill went to the Titans where, so you know, with, with Arthur Smith, he's going to become Tannehill. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like where Mariota is, has this, you know, kind of resurgence and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's likely, but you know, there is a world where, uh, you know, I haven't totally written off Marcus Mariota in terms of um, a guy that could produce and and fantasy for you at least a yeah, couple seasons. I, I, you know, I hope he does. I hope he completely redeems himself. 
because uh, he went to Oakland for a couple of years and was put in, in some weird packages and very important plays for them. Yeah. So he was at least trusted with what he could do. That was also during the the wild grew days of, of the Raiders. But uh, I just, the thing is like, if there, if he, I don't know. I just, there's not going to be, it's not going to be a, as accurate of passing offense as it was last, like, or not last year, it was any year that they had Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, like, uh, highly unlikely, yes. There's, there's basically, Mariota's ceiling when it comes to passing is not Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, if he can be close to that, like, I'm excited for Mariota to be in there. Don't get me wrong about that. But I just, the the wide receiver fits in that offense and how prolific it's going to be, I'm very, very curious about. And, again, if, if this ends up booming, uh I hope it does because it's so much more fun for these discussions of what we're looking at in the future and what can happen. Like so if Trubisky it, has a complete career resurgence in Pittsburgh yeah. and just, and, and just, uh, just slams Kenny Pickett to the bench yeah. for the rest of his career. That'd be awesome. I, I'm excited to see what Jameis Winston can do in New Orleans this year. Honestly. Yeah. Also on the two minute warning, I think uh, his backup uh, the red rifle is one of the better like off season pickups when it comes to quarterback. I think Andy Dalton on the saints, uh, if James Winston struggles or gets hurt or isn't ready, yeah. ready to go with me this season, like Andy Dalton is an okay quarterback. You know, he's, yeah, he's like, a yeah, you know, like a, an a minus version of Derek Carr. Right. And, and don't forget how bad his situation was last year with Chicago bears. I mean, that was just a, their offensive line was horrible. They had one of the worst coaching staffs in the league. It just, it was a bad situation. And, and Dalton, you know, at times you really, um, you know, looked, looked decent considering the situation that, that he was in. I'm not saying he looked amazing, but he, you know, he made some plays last year for the bears when he probably had no, no business making those plays. So I think you're right. I think that he, he could be an interesting guy if he gets an opportunity and he might with, with James Winston ahead of him, right? That's a good call. Will. was that your two minute warning? Did you were saying with us, we transitioned officially to the two minute warning or, Oh, I, we're like five minutes in plus to the two minute. warning. <laughs> All right. It just came well, up with it. So there, there was a, there was a Reddit dynasty, Reddit art or like post. that's like, who's your under the radar quarterback to target. And I just thought in my head, I think mine might be uh, Andy Dalton. Like again, that that's like, he's, He's probably free or a throwing in trades and he might start a few games for the saints this year. And when it comes to Superflex leagues, and if you have a quarterback absolute need, like if you're running with two stud starters and you need maybe a third for some reason, or like uh, some sort of insurance, he seems like a good, a good kind of like potential plug and play. Yeah. I, I think that's um, Yeah. at the cost, once again, you're not, you're not giving up anything. So, um, yeah, well, I think we should probably end it there. I think this is a great discussion. I think we had some fun conversations about a lot of these rookies, and I think hopefully some valuable information because rookie drafts continue. I, I know I've got one this weekend, um, and more throughout the, uh, the can we say summer yet? Almost summer. So um, anyway, we are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FF Joes. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreoncom Joes, where uh, we try to do a Patreon episode every other week. We did one this week. It's awesome. Check it out. Um, Jake, who's missing, is at Takes with Jake on Twitter. Will is at Fanciudo underscore Will. I am at Roto Librarian. On behalf of Will, I'm Ryan. And we are 
the Fantasy Joes. Stay calm, cool, and collected, but don't be afraid uh, to go get your guy within reasonable prices. Don't ever pay. Or do. It's fun. It's a game. Do no, 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 no. There's, there's a limit to this, Ryan. And it's Jalen Tolbert at the 107. That is a limit. Yeah, that's a big one. In a super flex suit, I just... Mm. Yeah, that, that's bizarre. Makes no sense. I just worry that it's going to be another orphan league again. You know? Yeah, that's probably the worst thing about deals like that are that one side. deal. That was just their draft pick, and they just took it. What, I'm sorry. What do you huh? what do you mean? It's not a deal. Oh, I was saying like that. It wasn't like a trade or anything like that. It was just that person's orphan draft pick at the 107, and they just took their guy. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking about. I'm. I'm. We've talked about a couple different things. I'm sorry. I'm starting to fade here. Um, but just a final thought before we we shut this off. I, you know, at first when I first got into Dynasty, will I would, um, like get upset that like when these like what seems like one-sided deals were made you know like someone got this for like very little value or whatever and that just like it just kind of annoyed me because i felt like okay one person took advantage of another and but but then what i started to realize after a couple of years is the what really makes me mad about it is that it throws off the it can throw off the competitive balance of the league like if there's a couple of teams that are swindling these other owners and stuff before long you've got like um I don't mind a couple of like dominant teams in the league, but what I, what I don't like is when you have like three or four teams that are just no talent whatsoever. And they're just awful and they just can't break that cycle. Then you've got a league that just doesn't work, you know, and then you've got all these orphans. You can't fill them before long. The league's going to die because, you know, you've got half the league that just sucks and there's no way they can ever come back from it. So. Oh yeah. You're going to churn orphans. Yeah. And I think it's bad for a league when you've got like, two or three like orphan teams and people jump in they're like uh that's that's rough yeah and it it doesn't it doesn't stem from the people making those trades overall there are specific circumstances that i have been very very angry about in the past uh yeah in league of ballers but uh it's uh it's the the new owner's job if you're taking on the like if you're taking on an orphan team is to be diligent about what you're doing with your trades or in general be diligent with what you're doing with your trades if you're moving one of your top assets you need to shop it around the league yeah and if you shopped it around and haven't got anything else uh then then nobody can have any qualms yeah and if you take an orphan and And again like people people can make their own decisions all the time but it's just like it, 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 it can create such a sour situation but the you know, it's, it, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. I mean, I think I've, I've gotten some really great deals in the past that maybe didn't like look like great deals or maybe they look like, I don't know, but I don't feel like I've ever like really swindled somebody where I felt like, yes, I am clearly getting the most value out of this and I'm going to like be happy about it. Right. All right. On that note, any other final thoughts before we cut off the recording for our uh, listeners? I, I, I didn't even go that long. Another rant. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week for another rant from Will Greenwood. We are mm-hmm, the Fancy mm-hmm, Joes. Mm-hmm. The Fancy Joes.